Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So something else happening in the month of March is um, when we look at the show is colorectal cancer awareness month. And it's really about listening to your gut. And um, we have Dr. Charlene Muller, who's a radiation oncologist at Vita Oncology, to tell us about colorectal cancer. Um, we're going to be talking about it. And, of course, the reminder um, to go for screening um, and the importance of early detection. Because there are very, very scary statistics out there when it comes to colorectal um, cancer that um, one in 77 men are at risk. One in 132 women are at risk here in South Africa. And so we really need to sit up and listen closely. So um, I'd like to welcome Dr. Charlene Muller um, onto the show. Dr. Muller, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation, Nikki. Wow. So March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Colorectal cancer, also known as bowel cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And Fantastic. And, and Dr. Muller, um, you know, on the show, we often talk about, especially when it's the, you know, uh, breast cancer awareness month or prostate or whatever. And we want to bring awareness to that cancer because, uh, it's a really a gentle reminder for people to be conscious, be aware of what's happening in their bodies so that they can go for screening because early detection is key. So we're going to, that's the direction we're going to go in. Let's talk about colorectal cancer awareness month. Why, why are those statistics so high? Why is it that one in 77 men, um, are susceptible? One in 132 women. So they've looked at the reasons why the numbers have increased because we have about 2,300 new diagnosed cases per year and 2,100 deaths of colorectal cancer per year. And those figures have increased by two and a half and by 1.3% respectively over the last 10 years. And the reason they say it has happened is because of our lifestyle changes that have come about where we have been having a lot more obesity within our society, a lot more excessive alcohol and smoking happening. And we have stopped being as active as we used to be. There is a high rate of inactivity or very little activity that's been happening amongst our citizens. And with that, we don't have effective screening programs in place for colorectal cancer. Even in other countries, we don't have those programs in place. So we are relying on patients themselves to come forward and speak to the general practitioners, go and have screening tests done, and also for general practitioners to have that conversation with their clients when they come and start making more interest in colorectal cancer, getting people to talk about it, getting patients to want to have screening tests done to see do they have an increased risk and how can they change that risk. Okay, so we're going to look at it. We're going to look at age. We, you know, if there's a particular age when you should start going for the screening, but let's just rewind a little bit and go back to this more sedentary lifestyle that people are talking about. You know, whenever um, we talk about cancer and lifestyle comes up. Often it's obesity, alcohol, 
and smoking. Perhaps you can just, I mean, I don't expect you to go into a lot of detail, Dr. Muller, but why would something like smoking or alcohol, smoking, for example, because people would think, well, if I smoke, it's going to affect my lungs. How would smoking impact one's um, intestines? So whenever you're smoking, yes, it does go through the lung, but whatever comes into your body is entering your system. So the cells that they are exposed to in the lung, that activates your immune system for the better or for the worse. And those cells then can't function properly because the smoking damages your normal integrated control system. And that system then cannot function properly, whether it's in the gut, whether it is in the brain, whether it is in the lung. And that's why we find with certain lifestyle habits, you have an increased risk for various cancers. With smoking, you've got an increased risk for lung, for colorectal, as well as bladder cancer. Um, so those are the things that we are aware of, and that's why we try and promote to decrease or eliminate smoking from from the diet completely and also um i believe with the colorectal cancer processed food processed meats for example are not good at all and i wanted to talk about that how what would you call a processed meat is that a a cold meat that you would buy at a delicatessen is that um uh yeah i mean how how would you define a, a processed meat Okay, so we know that red meat is, is a problem with colorectal cancer. Um, so we want to have that like only twice a week. Uh, the portion should be about the palm size of your hand. Processed foods, processed meats, we, we kind of class them together as a risk factor for colorectal cancer. Processed meats would be your salamis, your cold meats, um, bacon, um, those type of meats would fall into that category, but also processed foods such as your Melrose, um, um, such as excessive amounts of takeaways. Those type of processed foods are not great for the gut. It, it causes problems to occur there. So the advice is to limit that intake as far as possible. Okay, thank you for that. Um, let's talk about, um, let's talk about this colon, this incredible colon that we have. Um, with the colorectal cancer, we're looking at the, the large intestine. Am I correct? Yes, yes. We're talking about the large intestine. Okay. It's about 160 so, centimeters. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think there's the ascending and the transverse. And I mean, this is, this is a, a, a big area. Um, when you look at, uh, co- um, I'm going to just call it bowel cancer. When you look at, at that cancer, doctor, is there any specific part of the colon that is more affected uh, by the cancer? We often find that the lower part, so that would be the descending colon, which is on the left side of the body, that one tends to be more commonly affected. There is an incidence of right-sided cancers, which would be in the ascending colon. That one tends to have a slightly poorer prognosis. It tends to occur in females more than men, but the general one is the one that occurs on the left side. Okay. But you can have the cancer occurring in any part of that large colon. 
of that colon, I see. Doctor, mm. we're just going to take a break. Please um, stay with us. We're going to be um, back um, and asking more questions about colorectal cancer uh, awareness month. I'm in labor. How can I help you? This is not a phrase that you probably would have heard before and certainly not from a man. My name is Peter Fine and I'm a labor relationship consultant working part-time as a commissioner at the CCMA. Let me help you not land up in front of me. If you have a problem with an employee or employer and need a consultation, then call me on 083-777-8778. That's 083-777-8778. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. Um, you know, March is National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. This is a very important conversation to be having um, because we have to raise awareness. One in 77 men are affected by this disease here in South Africa. One in 132 women are affected. The numbers have increased because of this sedentary lifestyle um, that um, Dr. Muller has been talking about, um, obesity, alcohol, smoking, eating a lot of processed foods, and this is having an impact. Also, um, colorectal cancer is the second most common cancer in men after prostate cancer and the third most common cancer in women after breast and cervical cancer. And many people are unaware of the risks that colorectal cancer presents. Um, and a lot of people simply don't like to talk about it, which is why we're having this conversation today. Doctor, let's talk about this early detection. When it comes to um, colorectal cancer, um, I believe that you could have this polyp um, for many years in your system. So how does one go for screening? When should one go for screening? And what should one be looking out for? Okay, so we know that in our country, four out of 10 newly diagnosed patients are diagnosed at an early stage where the cancer is isolated to the colon and has not spread yet. So we want to focus on those six other people to get them to also be picked up early. And sorry, doctor, I want to, I want to just interrupt you for a moment. Those, you said four out of 10, those four where there was the early detection, is that because they were proactive and they went along for screening? They didn't experience any symptoms. They just reached a certain age and they did what they should do. They went for a screening. Absolutely. That was just picked up because somebody was proactive or it was an incidental colonoscopy that was requested for another reason, and they found the early cancer there. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we suggest that screening starts at the age of 50, where you can have an annual fecal occult blood test, where they do a stool sample once a year, and they check, is there any hemoglobin in that stool sample? And that would indicate that something is bleeding in the gut, which could be a polyp, which is a non-cancerous lesion in the colon, or it could be a cancerous lesion. And that would then lead you to go for further investigations to check that out. In addition to that, there are colonoscopies that we advise that you have every five years. If there's a positive family history of colorectal cancers or polyps in the family, or if you as 
an individual has had a polyp picked up before or a colorectal cancer, that puts you at higher risk. So if there's a family history, we suggest that you start with a screening 10 years before that family member was diagnosed. So if your uncle was diagnosed with colon cancer at the age of 55, you would start testing from the age of 45 so that you can pick it up in the early phases. Because the two models for colorectal cancer are the one that the cancer just arises out of nothing and grows fairly rapidly. The other one, which is the more common one, is there was an abnormal growth of cells and over time those cells have transformed and mutated and become cancerous. And that is the group that we can pick up with these serial tests to eliminate the cancer at an early stage. Hmm. Thank you, doctor. Wow. Okay. So I, I want to, I want to look at this blood test versus the colonoscopy, or maybe it's not versus they go hand in hand. Yes. Let's take a, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about it. We did have one of our listeners asking an important question, which I was going to ask you. And that is what are the symptoms of colorectal cancer? So after the break, let's just quickly finish off with the screening and then let's look at the symptoms. We'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Thank you so much for staying with us, Dr. Charlene Muller, um, who's a radiation oncologist at Vita Oncology, has joined us today. We're talking about colorectal cancer awareness month. And really, as Dr. Muller is saying, it is listening with your gut, although sometimes the symptoms are not there, as um, Dr. Muller says. So the early detection is really what you want. You don't want to be waiting when you listen to your gut and, and, and the symptoms come up, you want to go for that early screen, screening. Um, so as um, Dr. Muller mentioned, if there has been these cases in the family, you want to start screening 10 years earlier than when a, a relative was diagnosed. Otherwise, from the age of 50. And Dr., before we move on, um, I just want to clarify. So that blood test that you can take, that you can have, would that be if you turn 50, Would you could you go for that blood test Instead of going for the colonoscopy, or should you be going for both? It would be, it's a fecal occult blood test. So it's not a, it's not a blood test. It's a stool test. A stool test. Stool specimen. Yes. Okay. So you can, you can go for that. What, what many of the patients opt to do because the colonoscopy is invasive. They do the fecal occult blood test. It's non-invasive. You just go to your general doctor. They do the test. And if it is positive, they then say, right, now you should go for a colonoscopy. I see. If the test is negative and you don't have any other symptoms and you don't have a strong family history, then each year that you come back to have the test done, the advice is to encourage the patient to understand what a colonoscopy is and what the benefit of having it done is. And then the patient can decide, yes, I do want to go and have it done, or no, I don't. Because it does not mean if you've had the occult blood test and that is negative, that you do not have a colorectal cancer. Mm, I hear you. So um, it doesn't replace it completely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the symptoms of colorectal cancer. What are they? So we find that often, like you said, there aren't any symptoms, but they can have vague symptoms. Unexplained weight loss could be one of the symptoms. You can have chronic fatigue that 
you just never, even though you're resting, you're just always feeling tired. And that is often due to the blood loss that you just never have enough energy, it seems. Then we find there can be gut symptoms, even a feeling of bloatedness, a feeling of fullness, um, or a change in your bowel habit. Whether you find that you're passing wings more, or you are having more constipation, or that you are starting to have diarrhea on and off, unexplained, not related to food, not related to a viral infection, um, or the stool is just more soft, but sometimes you notice that the stool has become thinner than, than previously, and that is often if there's a tumor that is obstructing the lumen of the colon, so the stool is then passed through it quite narrowly, um, and that can be that can be one of the signs as well. And then sometimes we see overt blood in the stool um, when it is passed. Thank you, doctor. Um, and I suppose that one should also take into consideration that there could be a host of other things that could be um, creating these kind of symptoms. Um, but Absolutely. one shouldn't, but one shouldn't overlook. So, so if you're looking at these kind of symptoms, um, you're looking at over a, like a period of time, over a, a couple of weeks, or I mean, you don't want to wait for too long, but you, you know, if it's persistent, if these symptoms are persistent, then you're saying take, take that step and go for the colonoscopy. Contact yes, your doctor. Yes. Contact your doctor because if the symptoms are there and it's unexplained, then you need to investigate but what's happening. Yeah. It could be piles. It could be a change in your diet. It could be anything. But if you've got two or more of these symptoms together, then you definitely should go and discuss it with your with your GP. Yeah. Um, let's look at treatment options, um, doctor, if you are diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer. So it depends on your stage when you are diagnosed. So our mainstay of cure for colon cancer is having it surgically removed if it is localized to the colon. So once you are diagnosed, you would have your staging investigations, which would include a full colonoscopy of the whole gut. It would include a CT scan at minimum um, to see is there any evidence of spread of the cancer. And if there is no evidence of spread, then the surgeon would resect the cancer and he would then also remove some of the regional lymph nodes in that area that drain that part of the colon to assess, has there been microscopic spread of cancer cells to those lymph nodes? Because if there's been spread to the lymph nodes, it means the cells have moved along the channels that are adjacent to the blood vessels and that could also mean that there is the possibility of spread elsewhere. And those patients who have positive spread in that area would need to have the surgery, yes, but also some form of chemotherapy afterwards, depending on the extent of the spread. So that would be the second modality of treatment um, in the form of chemotherapy, which can be tablet form, it can be intravenous treatment, it can include chemotherapy agents that were traditionally used, it can include immune therapy, it can also include targeted therapy that is based on the specific mutation that is found 
in the cancer cells and the treatment is then tailored for that mutation so that the side effects are much better tolerated because that drug then only acts on those cells and your normal cells are not damaged by virtue of the treatment. Right. The, the, um, that first with the, um, having it surgically removed, having the tumor surgically removed, if there is no spread, um, and they've removed it, what are the success rates of that? I mean, you, I mean, if someone then has it removed, is, is that it? If you've had a stage one, um, colorectal cancer where it's been removed, no lymph node spread, you have an 80% chance that at five years the cancer will not come back. But you need to then have routine colonoscopies every five years after the diagnosis. After you've had your surgery, you have your first colonoscopy one year after surgery to check that everything is still clear. And if that one is normal, you then have it every three years thereafter, twice and then every five years. Because we know if you've had one before, you are at higher risk to have another one. So there, there you, there's the, there's the point, right? There's the early detection is and the why early detection is so important. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Doctor, thank you so much. I think, as I said, I think it's such an important conversation to have. And I really am pleased that the, the month of March is colorectal cancer awareness month because for anyone who's been listening and who has been perhaps been experiencing some kind of symptoms and thinking, well, you know, I'll wait or it's a, let this let this be the the gentle um, reminder that um, you know just go and see your doctor. Um, there's the stool test, there's the colonoscopy, um, as um, Dr. Muller has so clearly explained to us. But really, the importance of not putting it off um, and go have that screening because that certainly makes all the difference. Dr. Muller, was there anything else you wanted to add that I have not discussed with you? Main thing is. These type of programs increase awareness of these type of cancers that we can decrease by being more proactive, going for screening. So everybody who's listening, please, if there's an inkling of concern, just have a conversation with your, with your doctor and see. Um, Dr. Muller, thank you so much. And of course, look at your lifestyle. Get exercising, eat healthily, stop smoking and drinking. Yeah, all those, all those reminders. Um, Dr. Muller, really, it's been lovely having you on the show. We really do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and have a lovely week. Thank you and you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Dr. Charlene Muller, radiation oncologist at uh, Vita Oncology. So colorectal cancer, Awareness Month, you know, those are pretty scary statistics, those numbers. And, you know, if you if you are 50 and above, you should be going for the screening. And if it's in your family, you should certainly be going for the screening. And um, looking at your lifestyle and exercising and um, not consuming as much alcohol and quit smoking and stop with the processed foods. Wow, we are... We seem to remind you about this every single week, but it's um, certainly worth the reminder.